Hello, and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Today's podcast is especially relevant for juniors and seniors, because joining me today to talk about anxiety around college applications and to do a little bit of those reveals about where some of our National Student Advisory Council members are thinking about going to college next year are three of our high school students at various stages in the college application process. And I love this episode so much because I get to learn what you're thinking about and where you're thinking of going. But first, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice Oh, I'm so excited. Let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and where are you at in the college application process, but don't reveal where you're going to school yet. Just tell us if you've dipped a toe in the water. Um, Who wants to kick us off? Um, I guess I can kick us off. Uh, My name is Leanna Smith. Uh, I'm a I almost said junior. Oh my goodness. I'm a senior in Tualatin, Oregon. And um, I have definitely tipped my toe in the water. I've been, uh, I kind of got a kickstart last last year, junior year, um, with thinking about colleges. Um, so now I'm just writing, 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 writing. <laughs> Um, My name is Sydney. I'm from Washington State, specifically Everett, Washington, and I'm a senior as well. And I have definitely uh, dipped my toes in the water, too. I started writing my essays back in June, uh, and I've had, like, my major pick since, like, last year. So I've been writing and writing and writing. My name is Kiana. I am from Baltimore, Maryland. I am a senior. Um, Right now, I am five out of six of the way of finishing my EA applications. I've almost finished them. Um, they're due on November 1st. So I definitely will say that my I don't even think my toe has been dipped in the water. My foot, my complete actual foot has been dipped in the water. Um, and I'm not excited, but, you know, I'm ready for this process to be over. Well, so this is quite the process. And I want to know, how are you staying organized through this chaos? Because every school's got a different thing. Everybody's got a different app. Some of them use, you know, how are you staying organized? Um, I got some advice for a friend for this, and it's been really helping. Um, so first of all, narrowing down the schools is like the first step. Like you got to know where you're even going to do these things. Um, so once I had, um, I picked about like 12 schools. Um, and from the 12 schools, I um, found out which de- um, each deadline um, and put them pretty much in order of when the deadline is. And then um, I put the ones that didn't have a have any supplementals uh, first uh, to get done so that I could just like get them out of the way so I don't have to worry about them. Um, and the way that I structured it is that I'd have them all done before December 2nd. Um, and that way, if there's any like last minute schools that I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could apply there. Um, I have that extra time. So I have the ones I really, really want first and then, uh, the funsies after. For me, uh, what I did is I didn't have like any structure for like 
uh, which one I was going to do first. It was just like, I'll, I'll do the one where, where uh, the, for the prompt that I have the best idea for first, right? Um, and that's basically how I went through. And then I just edited and edited and edited. Um, but if we're keeping deadlines organized, I basically, I put them on a calendar and I, uh, and I've just been checking those repeatedly. And then for keeping all my essay prompts organized, I just put them all in one giant Google document and I named it my college essay master list. And I've been working out of that document exclusively and that is it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like, for me, like, I'm not a very organized person. I live in chaos. <laughs> I probably live in chaos. Um, honestly, I feel like my friends who are older than me, who's been through the college experience, has like helped me so much with organization. Like they're more excited than I am. Like I, I don't even get it. <laughs> but um, they. So one of my friends helped me structure how I should do my college apps. So since I'm applying to about sixteen schools. Um, they did say do three every week until you're finished. And then if you have more to do or if you're not finished with those yet, go back and continue those three. Um, so they kind of like one of my friends, I'm going to shout out Hallie Mutt, but she helps me so much because she went into my college apps and she found every single supplement essay that was intersected or was kind of alike and she prioritized them higher. So the three I worked on like the first week was in like basically the same thing. So my supplements was kind of same. So I was writing basically the same measures and just specific to the school itself. And if it wasn't for like my work with my friends, I feel like I wasn't going to be as more organized. You know, I have my master doc. Um, it's called Kiana Supps in college essays. <laughs> and, you know, it has, it's not only steps, it's like, honors programs, honors applications, it's specialized programs, it's scholarship programs, it has everything in it. Um, honestly, I need to clean it because it's probably going on to like 55 pages right now, but that's not important. <laughs> but yes, I live in chaos. Any advice like given today, I will be writing them down. So. <laughs> Wait, Kiana, I have to agree about living in chaos because for me, uh, my biggest tip is check over the applications like so finely and make sure you read every single line of them. Cause I know last week I realized that I needed to write three more essays than I thought I did <laughs> and it's due November 30th, but just read, read closely, please. <laughs> yeah. As someone with ADHD, um, this is like not my highlight. <laughs> so I've been, I, I'm fortunate enough to uh, find a college advisor and so that's what's kind of been helping me too with organizing because like I can do the writing. I have the extracurriculars. I have the grades. I just don't know how to mush them all together. Um, and so I think that's what's kind of helped me the most. Um, honestly, like I'm, if I'm just being transparent, uh, having a college advisor has helped me. Um, I know other people don't have the privilege of getting that. Um, but I know there's like um, a lot of schools have like college resource centers uh, my co uh, not my college my high school has one and I've also reached out to them as well um, you can always also find like college like free college advisors online too um, I know some people um, offer that but if you're someone like me with ADHD that struggles with um, like making making structure because um, I naturally I love chaos 
naturally. But in order to get college ops done, I need a structure to get things done. So um, having just extra support, um, if you're someone that struggles with um, like executive functioning, um, I would suggest like reaching out and finding help. Um, because as much as we uh, may manifest that, oh, we're going to be organized this time, it's it's not going to happen in a week. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm impressed because you all are applying to so many different schools. And I am dying to know, uh, at one point, we had had a, a, one of these college advisors actually join us for a, a talk to be well. And she said, it's always really important to have, you know, what are the schools that you know you really want to go to and have some stretch schools in there too. And thinking about those stretch schools and making sure that you've got that nice balance of places you know that you're solidly going to get into and places that you're going to stretch to and places that are just plain fun that might be something to really think about. But one of the things that happens for college application process is people start comparing themselves to each other. How do you stay out of that trap? What are some tips that you've got for staying out of the trap of comparing yourself to others and just doing your own thing? This has been my hardest thing to do. Um, as someone that's involved with a lot of extracurriculars, like even within the work to build NSAC, we've had people that gone to Yale, Princeton, uh, Cornell last year, like with Lena. Um, and that is kind of an example. Lena is my best friend. Um, and she, I've seen her last year go through the college process and it was just, it was natural for her. And so, and now it's this year, um, she's keeping up with me on it and I'm like, I don't know how you did this. Um, and so this has definitely been the hardest thing for me because I want to, um, I want to be like um, the people that I'm around and uh, pretty much live up to those expectations. But I have to realize, too, that uh, going to a, uh, a four year college with that's super prestigious um, maybe just isn't the path, the path for everybody, even though I really want to. Is it realistic? Um, so I've been I've gone through so many. I think I've gone through like 50 epiphanies just about the college um, process Um Every time I compare myself, I have to remind myself that um, there's other things I could be doing. And um, I don't know, not sticking with one plan. It's okay to change. I think for me, um, um, I will say that I just don't look at it. Like with a like one of the things and recommendations my friends had was to like look at the applying to college Reddit on which like kind of shows kids who are also going through the college process and I opened it and I closed it because I saw statistics I was just like I can't watch this I can't see this um I love to be my personal hype man I don't know for y'all like I love to gas myself up like yeah I'm gonna get into this college while it has like a three percent acceptance rate like <laughs> you know that's what I usually do and sometimes the best I like the best advice I would give to anyone who's going to like the per like the the college application process is to not look at others look at yourself like look at all your accomplishments look at what you did and like just hold on to that no matter what just keep holding on to that because at the end of the day you know you did the best you could do during high school college um, like college is so random college admissions is so random and there's only so much and there's so a lot it's like I don't know hold on let me like get my words it's very subjective who gets in who doesn't 
anyone can get in really is not only based on your grades it's not only based on your extracurriculars it could also be about your essay you know the things that you say the things that you have done it doesn't matter if you did one thing it's like what have you done in that and how do you feel so for me i love to like always reflect on the things and accomplishments that i did and constantly say like i'm i was successful during high school you know i did my best and i just don't compare I 100% agree with that. And I think what I constantly tell myself over and over and over again is everybody has a different set of advantages and disadvantages in their life, no matter what. And this happens for college applications as well, is you can compare your grades to somebody else. You can compare your extracurriculars to somebody else, but you don't know what circumstances in their life led up to that because everybody is going at this from a different angle. And I know for me at the start of this process, I really wanted to apply to prestigious schools. I was like, I want to go to an Ivy League. Let's, yeah, let's try. And then I started thinking it over and I was like, I am a naturally perfectionist person. Do I want to be in that perfectionist environment and actively put myself in a situation where I will be hurting myself? And I, so I decided not to apply to any prestigious colleges. And I think that that experience in myself really made me reflect on the amount of factors that can go into somebody's college decisions and the amount of factors that can lead to their grades or extracurriculars or essays and just you don't know what's going on in other people's lives and so don't try to compare yourself that is such good advice i mean the reality is we all have all kinds of decisions that we have to make you know what is your major what is the best place for your major what is the what is the place that's actually going to have the right kind of environment to support you um, some schools are better for people with ADHD than others. Some schools are better for people who are looking for a more supportive self-care environment. And some schools are better because they just have the focus that you're looking for. There's a lot of choices that you have to make it for your future. So when you think about the colleges that you chose, when you look at the, these are the places I really want to get into. What was it about those colleges? What what colleges are they? And what was it about those colleges that made you want to put the time and the investment and say, I want to go be part of that culture? I could go off on UW, University of Washington. Um, like, top of my list, number one, uh, it's just, it's close to home, but out of state. I live in Oregon. I live in Portland. And Seattle's about like a three-hour drive. Um, and so I always, from being like a middle schooler, I was like, oh, I want to go to the farthest college, maybe go abroad. But then as I started applying, I realized how far maybe the East Coast is and how I might miss like having my grandma so close. And so um, though it's not an academic reason, it is a family reason. Um, so having you dub so close, but also out of state is really beneficial. Um also, as a dependent of a, mili- uh, of a military veteran, um, I get benefits at UW. And so um, financial reasons, that um, that's really helpful. Um, and then also UW is number, almost number one in the country for um, anthropology, which is the, ma- which is the major that I want to go in. Um, I know Dr. Robin's like, what about what happened to psychology? Um, <laughs> because I used to hype up psychology, um, but 
that's another conversation. I'll tell you more about it later, Dr. Arwin. But yeah, anthropology is uh, my way to go. And UW is really supportive of that. Oh, I said three, but here's a fourth. UW is such a diverse campus. Um, as someone that's BIPOC and um, also LGBTQI+, and neurodivergent, they have such a supportive system uh, for a range of people. Um, they have a huge Khmer um, student population. Uh, the disability services there are amazing. And um, just a lot of support systems for minorities in general. Well, that was the commercial for the University of Washington. <laughs> um, Kiana, how about you? I think for me, I kind of took advantage of things that I loved during my time in high school and kind of reflected it on where I wanted to apply. So um, I was really engaged in community service. I love community service, especially among like in Black communities specifically, because there's so much you can do. And like, just a little can make such an effective change. So that being said, I wanted to be in an area where it was going to be more, had a Black community. Um, so really, that's urban areas. Um, I love being constantly, like, stimulated, like, not really, like, mentally stimulated and have a lot to do. Um, so I really looked at, like, more populated areas. So that include, like, New York, that included Boston, that included um, Baltimore, that included Philadelphia, and I kind of chose colleges based on there. So I chose um, some schools that I'm applying to, like Temple and Philadelphia, UPenn. I'm applying to Columbia ED, and that has to do with like my love for narrative medicine. Um, narrative medicine is basically like the personal approach to medicine and through the interview process and also the idea of collecting stories to kind of captivate um, um, personal perspectives in medicine. So I was involved with this internship program last year and I was walking around hot, like interviewing so many patients about their lives and their stories. And, you know, I kind of saw the intersection and the importance of, you know, the improvement of healthcare based on that. So I kind of wanted to further my studies in that and, Columbia has that narrative medicine program, and I think it's one of the only schools that have it. So that's how I really chose Columbia as the ED school. Um, a lot of it, it also has to do with the financial aid. Um, I'm from a low-income community. I'm considered low-income. I'm So the money was an issue. So my options are to stay in state and go to UMD or to kind of strive for the prestigious schools who are more able to give financial aid um so I didn't really want to choose a prestigious school but I don't really have that many options beyond in-state so that's what led me to Columbia ED wow Sydney how about you um, for me, like you too, the main draw to the colleges that I'm looking at are the programs. I really want to go into environmental engineering. And so my school need to have a strong engineering program and a strong environmental science program. Uh, and so that really drew, drew me to University of Washington uh, and Oregon State University for their programs, but also because they were close because I wanted to stay somewhat close to my family. Uh, and also, I just I love the weather where, where I live. I live in uh, a suburb of Seattle. And I just, I'm super, super connected with the environment here. And I wanted to stay near that. Uh, I also, yeah, I, I also, the main thing was the programs, but I also wanted a strong honors college as well. 
And those two schools have a really, really strong honors program. And I also wanted to have a school with a strong research focus because I've had um, I've had the privilege of having a lot of research opportunities within high school and I absolutely loved it. And so I want to be able to continue that in my college experience. Well, I'll put in a plug for the the, uh, Oregon State University Beavers. Go Beavers. My son is a junior uh, at OSU right now, and he absolutely loves it. It's a great environment. And they do have a great engineering uh, and environmental program down there. One of the funniest things uh, about the Beaver campus, they have these like little robots that run around campus and deliver food. I don't know if other schools do this, but I see them all over campus there in Corvallis. They're hilarious. And it just is such a great way to, you know, really cut down on driving and and really have a nice campus that encourages walking and encourages people to, to, you know, do different things. But the robots are adorable. Got to tell you. Well, I'm super excited. These you have set up, you've all set up some really great ways to think about why it is that you want to go, where it is that you want to go, and making these decisions and choices. One of the things also, and I think, Kiana, you talked about this a little bit, about you have to share your story. How do you, when you're writing these essays, get yourself into a frame of mind and take that risk to really share your story and make it so that, you know, how do you keep yourself going in knowing that it's unique enough? That can be a really, can get in your head. So what are you doing to to help ensure that you're not getting too far in your head in sharing your story with your schools? Um, this one, lucky enough, I love writing. And so um, I was, I love thinking outside of the box and how I can um, write differently than others. Um, at first, I can admit, it was hard. I'm like, what do I write about? Do I write that I like Harry Potter? <laughs> like, how does how does Harry Potter set me apart? It doesn't. Um, but something that my college advisor said that really, really stuck with me was what is it that you do in your daily life that maybe you don't even think about that may be different than others? Um, and that is what led me to my Common App essay. Um my the prompt was what is a gift somebody has given you that uh, you've held on to or that has affected you and that gift was someone gave me a really good hug and from then on hugs have changed me and the way that I give hugs are different um and I give them out like tokens they're I don't give them out often um I give them like my golden ticket and so um I didn't think about that until I read that prompt and started thinking more um Another one was uh, for UW, one of the supplementals is uh, what's a story from your life that uh, has to do with your characteristics um, and something that changed you. And I wanted to write about my Lao culture, um, but I know I couldn't just write about like, oh, I'm Lao. What is it about Lao culture that made me different or uh, set me apart? And I literally wrote about how to make sticky rice. Um, the, the instructions on how to make sticky rice and how I used to make tiny people out of the sticky rice with using uh, shredded pork. Um, and that was my little ritual. And so um, people have foods, but with sticky rice, I was able to play with my food. And so it had to do with creativity. And um, I got to express myself through food. 
um, in my law culture. And that's kind of what I went through. Uh, it was difficult at first thinking uh, how I set myself apart. So I took two things. I took um, I took um, autism, uh, which is hugs. I took autism and really narrowed it down to the minuscule things about it. And I did the other thing with being my culture and really narrowing it down uh, to the minuscule detail. Um, because colleges want to know what is it about you being blank that sets you apart. Wow. That's super powerful. Sydney? Um, I know for me, so I'm taking community college classes while I'm in high school right now. And I had a, a really, really big privilege to take an English 101 class. And that class was basically writing personal essays, which is what college uh, essays are, which is great. And the main thing that I learned from that class is something called narrative excuse, which is where you start off with one thing to talk about a whole larger concept. Like in one of that class, I wrote, I wrote about a suitcase to talk about my overall anxiety. And so I kind of took that approach with my college essays where I mainly focused on my extracurriculars, where I could focus on, I could start off with my research experience. And then I could talk about overall how that um, made me more grateful for the world around me is you want to start off with something small and then talk about how this reflects on you as a person and how this reflects on your values. So yeah, narrative excuse, use it. It's really helpful. Yes, I, I just yes, think it's yes. brilliant that you went to a community college and you could like actually write your college essays and get them graded at the same time. That is a, that's a pro tip right there, Cindy. For me, I feel like the only thing I really like know how to do because I'm honestly not that great at personal writing um I'm very analytical you know um CERs are my best friend but I think like the best advice that I was given that I use with my college essay is to find something random that you think is most meaningful something that you think you can connect it to a meaningful experience or a perspective that's unique to yourself so for example, you Chicago. Um, my essay right now is about how, whether I would travel with Doc, the Doc from Back to the Future or Doctor Who to travel in time and where would I go? And I found a way to connect it to deontology, the role of sacrifice in literature and women's rights in America. You know, and I don't know how I did that, but I feel like the idea was it that I feel like science fiction has been something that was connected to my life for years. I love science fiction and I kind of found a way to, you know, <laughs> connect it to something more, not random necessarily, but also another subject of my life that is really important to me. And while that's, again, don't know how to, you know, I'm not great at personal writing, but it has helped. Um, every single supplement that I've written I connected back to a story and I've always found a way to find, find a common theme within it. What was the prompt? I'm curious. So you Chicago does the most randomest prompts in the world. Um, they have creative essays. So one of the prompts, so our, my prompt was fiction um, reveals something that reality obscures, but there are prompts that says like, if, a hot dog is a sandwich. If hot dog is considered a sandwich, um, if sushi is a burrito, blank is a blank. It, it's it's those questions. There's <laughs> one that asks whether um, 
you know, why does Olive Garden has unlimited breadsticks? There are prompts that <laughs> acts, you know, it's, it's just really random prompts and you're always supposed to choose one and write about it. And they expect two pages of explanation from it. I'm applying to you Chicago just for this reason. Like, I just, like just for fun. I really, I just really want to write a essay about, and I know where you got the, the breadsticks one from. Yeah, the breadsticks one, it made me think. Okay. Uh, obviously, this is not the way the world worked when I went to college. Thank you very much. This is awesome. I, I am not going to think too long about why Olive, Olive Garden has unlimited breadsticks, though. Although, I do think that we could do a Talk to Be Well episode on that and probably talk about that for at least half an hour. Maybe we need to do a Talk to Be Well using just the University of Chicago prompts. That could be a thing. Well, before we wrap up for today, I want to tap into your collective wisdom and talk to those aspiring juniors and seniors out there. What advice do you have for enjoying your senior year through all of this chaos? What are the tips and tricks you have that you know you're going to use to enjoy your senior year while you're in the middle of it? Who wants to kick us out? I don't think I'm a good example because I left Hoko early to do college ops. So. (laughs) Is Hoko homecoming? Yes, homecoming. Homecoming, homecoming. All right. Yeah, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. Sydney, can you do better? <laughs> uh, I, I, I could try. Um, so there's a there's like this like mantra that I keep telling to myself. It's basically it's a quote by Hank Green that's paraphrased. Uh, and it's your happiness is something that you can produce. And I know for me, I'm very much a person who's focused on production. And I'm like, I want to do this, 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 this and this. But if I frame it as creating my happiness is something that is valuable that has really helped me like switch my mindset of like I can take a break I don't need to be constantly like working and working and working to the point of exhaustion or of sadness I can take the time to make myself happy because that is just as valuable I'm gonna try (laughs) I I live in chaos again so I don't think I can one-up Sydney but I think the most important thing that I've learned and reflected on this college experience is like no matter what happens um I should not put myself down for this it's not worth it um no matter what at the end of the day like we end up where we end up where we're supposed to end up and you know we shouldn't let these things become baggage to us you know the reason why college applications exist is for people to get to know you it's not for you to lose yourself within that and I think the idea that I had with college experience, with college applications is like, you know, what college want me, wants me. What college doesn't want me, doesn't want me. And just knowing that, like, took a lot of pressure off of me. It took a lot of stress off of me. And with, like, within that came, you know, time management. You know, I started to, while well, I started to, de- I devoted less time to college app. I stopped thinking about college apps the same way I used to. Um, which before was just stress, stress, and stress. Um, And, you know, that kind of perspective of thinking kind of helped me because I recently got my first rejection um, from a scholarship program. But, you know, after getting that rejection, I just, rejection, I just sighed of relief. You know, I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. I was just, it's okay. You know, it's what it is. And 
just knowing that you know you're still yourself and you shouldn't let these things hold against you is what's been keeping me going I'm only so far into my senior year but um as I was reflecting I did realize I am doing something different um in the beginning I would say early September I got lost in the college apps like ocean (laughs) and I kind of disconnected from my family and I know I noticed my little sister coming to ask me to just do even the smallest things um and I just realized that you know college apps can like maybe wait for five minutes to hang out with my little sister um and just realizing like what would I do if this was a normal year so um, today, instead of spending two hours on college applications, I spent two hours with my grandparents um, just eating food together and watching TV. And um, we met up with my aunt and uncle. Um, so just, yeah, treat it as if it was a normal year and you just have to do a little extra things. Um, that's kind of been what's keeping me sane <laughs> during all of this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think another thing for me that's really, really helped is just kind of realizing that these colleges are just seeing a very, very, very small snapshot of who I am. They're seeing maybe one to five essays. They're seeing my grades. They're seeing numbers, right? And that doesn't reflect on me as a human being, and that doesn't reflect on how valuable I am, what these admissions officers think of me and think of this application, Well, you all are, I can't wait to see which colleges are going to be lucky enough to have you be there and have you be part of their culture. You're going to be fabulous, wonderful, awesome. Please promise me you'll come back on in the spring and tell us where you decided that you were going to take your fabulous self, because this is an exciting time of year for everybody. And to everybody out there who's applying, Keep going. You're going to get through it. And it doesn't define you because you're going to end up, as Kiana says, where you need to be. That's how it works, folks. Thank you all for joining me on Talk To Be Well today and sharing candidly about the college application process and how you are coping with it. If you are looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, please visit us at providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work, the number two, bewell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk To Be Well. Be well, everybody.